What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Glad to be back with you guys today. Um, Let me know where you're watching from, first off. Where are you guys watching from? I'll be first to let you guys know. I'm from, I am live streaming to you from Virginia. What's up, TikTok? Good to see you. TikTok. So I started going live on TikTok again. Um, and it's been going pretty well. The first few live streams, TikTok's like, wait, are you like back or are you just like, are you just doing this one time? Like, do we need to waste our time with this? So I get it. Uh, good to see you. Facebook, YouTube, um, Kick, Twitch, and podcast. Podcast. Yeah. So we're slowly changing up the look. Um, I, I finally got the look I wanted. I finally got the look I wanted. It looks really cool. I like it like this. Because I had it up there at one point, the camera. If you guys saw the last video I put out, um, if you guys haven't seen it, um, I'll put a link in the chat for it, actually. The link in the chat if you're on YouTube or whatever. Um, but I made a video talking about I called myself out, basically. I was like, what? You know. So, yeah, I called myself out. You guys should check out the video. It's going to be great. If you guys want to learn something, so it's actually, it's, and it's entertaining, at least in my opinion. I mean, I don't like to, you know, call my own stuff entertaining, but I thought it was, I tried to make it as entertaining as I could, um, but I'll let you guys watch it. But in the video, I had the camera up there and um, I did not like it. It worked, but I was trying to go for a lower angle, but I didn't have the, the tools to do it the way I wanted to do it. So I'm going to stick with this for right now. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Obviously, as we get more space or whatever the Lord wants us to do, we we will be able to upgrade it. You know, make it look better and better and better and better and better and better and better. You know what I mean? Um, I might turn off the because I'm realizing. Like, watch this. Is it focusing? Like, if I put this right here, see, it focuses on my hand, and it blurs out the mic. But now when I'm like, look. If I get closer, I might have to turn this off. Let me see how this will look if I turn this off real quick. Yeah, you don't really notice a difference, but it's like when you edit it, you make a short out of it. It can kind of be blurry, right? The face will be blurry a little bit. But anyway, um, I'm glad to be with you guys today. I was talking to somebody um, recently, and uh, we were talking about just knowing the will of God for your life. And, um, mm, well, hold on. Let me write this down while I got it in my head. All right. Praise God. Um, so today we're talking about how to know the will of God for your life. I was talking to, like I said, I was talking to somebody about it and, uh, you know, it's just like, people don't know what God's will is for their life. And part of it is because they've been taught that it's this ethereal plan that you can never know. But the Bible lets us know that you can. I'm going to see if I can find it. This is not one of the scriptures I had written down, but you know, while it pops up in my head, I might as well just do something with it. Bro, I keep trying to grab the page and it keeps like not. Hold on. Um, let me see. Yeah, dude. I believe it's the last, the last thing of Deuteronomy. Uh, I'm gonna find it because it's very important. This one is a very important scripture. I'm gonna find it up here on Google real quick. Deuteronomy 29, 29. I know it was one of the last chapters. I just didn't know which chapter it was. Deuteronomy 29, 29. All right. I want you guys to, you don't, you don't have to go there if you don't want to, but if you feel like you should, you should. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things which are revealed and disclosed belong to us and to our children forever 
so that we may do all the words of this law. So yes, God does have secrets, but you have to understand, and a lot of people will use that as to say, ha see, God can do whatever he wants to do. No, God can't do whatever he wants to do. You have to understand God is, has integrity. So even though he has secret things, and he has things that apply to that, that only he understands that he's not saying that he's going to do things that come against the word of God. This is his word. This is him to us. This is him in written form. So when we say like the Lord can do whatever he wants to like, I know, I know uh, we, we the word says this, but God, at the end of the day, no, at the end of the day, God is always going to ask you about this. That's why you can't receive a word from everybody, bro. I'm not trying to be that guy. But the reality is you can't get a word from everybody. Not everybody's your friend. Not even that. Not everybody's listening to the voice of God. They'll be, I mean, it'll sound real good. But the question is, does it line up with scripture? Is it something that you, that, uh, that the Bible agrees with? The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things which are revealed and disclosed belong to us. So the things that are revealed to us, we have to do something about it. So God has things that he does that we can't know because guess what? We couldn't handle it. So when you talk about faith and covenant, we have a right to do certain things and then we have a right to expect God to do his part. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Okay. I'm glad it does. So the reason I bring that up is because I want to talk about the divine rights, the divine rights of every believer in this, this, this episode or part, I'm going to do this in part. I feel like this is going to be a series. Um, I'm going to be talking about the right to know God's will or knowing God's will. You have a divine right to know God's will for your life. You have a divine right to know God's will, period. Go to James chapter one real quick. I mean, I could go throughout this whole Bible and, you know, give you examples. I mean, you could go through the book of Proverbs and that's literally just exactly what we're talking about. Wisdom, you know, because I want you to understand there's no wisdom higher than the word of God. There's no wisdom higher than obeying the word of God for that matter, because you'll have people that like, they, they, they'll say, yes, I know the Bible says that, but we have to use wisdom. Then you're not using wisdom. You're not using wisdom. I know the Bible says we're the head, not the tail, but we have to use reality. Amen. No, then you're not using wisdom. You're not using reality. You have to understand this isn't just a book of what God said. This is our reality. This is what we base our life off of. And that's why atheists get upset with us because they're like, why are you basing your life off of a book that was obviously written by man? They don't understand that this book right here is our constitution for the kingdom we're a part of. Every, it gives us the rights of the king. It gives us the rights of the people who are under the king. Everybody has a law in here that they're supposed to follow. So when you try to base your life off of anything but the word, I don't care if you have experience you are experiencing something that God did not intend for you to follow. Go to James chapter one. Number five, uh, verse five. If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask our, of our benevolent God who gives uh, everyone, gives to everyone generously and without rebuke and blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith for wisdom with uh, for faith for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea and is blown about tossed by the wind for such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord being double minded and unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks or feels or decides. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position as a born again believer called to the true riches to be of an heir of God. So he's saying to us right here, right here, I meant right here. I don't know why I said it like I was from Alabama. He's saying to us, first off, 
if any of you needs uh, lacks wisdom or lacks understanding or lacks a, uh, a clear decision, lacks clear direction on what you need to be doing, ask the Lord. Now, the next part that he says, because he's saying, I want you to understand, ask him because he wants to give you wisdom. God wants to give you wisdom. Okay, God wants you to know what to do next. Let me write this down. I just remember the scripture too. I was trying to remember what scripture I was thinking about. Um, I'll put. So he wants to give you wisdom. He said, but he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help him. You must understand that God wants to help you and you have to believe that. You have to believe God wants you to be uh, to be aware of what's going on. Well, things happen that we just don't understand. That's bull. Have you asked God why? Did he tell you and you just didn't like the answer? I had a pastor say one time, he said, well, I was praying one time and the Lord said things happen that we just don't understand. I said, the Lord said that? I didn't ask him that. I was thinking like the Lord told him that? I said he ain't hearing from God. At least not in that specific instance. I'm not saying he's not hearing from God. I'm saying that specific instance, something was off. For the one who doubts is like, it says, for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. That means you're amorphous or you're like a liquid. You're just, you, 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 you just, you just go with the flow. That's why I hate that phrase so much, man. We, you know, I'm just going with the flow, brother. Why are you going with the flow? Why are you going with the flow? Why is it that you're just going with the flow? Why aren't you solid in what you're trying to do? Why aren't you solid in what you're trying to do? Amen. He says, for such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. It's not that God doesn't want to help that person. It's not that at all. The problem is, is that he's not in a position to receive from God because he doesn't believe God hears him. What did we read about in Mark 11 all this time? Believe that you receive and you'll have it. What did first John say? He says, that we, when we ask God, we have confidence that not only does he hear us, but what else? But that he, uh, that we have the requests that we've asked of him. You have the request that you asked of him. God is waiting for you to believe that he wants to help you because doubt causes you to, to, to put a damper on your own spirit. Doubt is a form of pride. Amen. Doubt is a form of pride. You can't really trust God with pride. You can't. You got to settle in your heart that God's word is true. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies, mercies of God to present yourself or present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical and intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed, changed as your mature as you mature spiritually. By the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. You have to renew your mind to the word of God. If you really want to trust God. If you really want to trust God. Hold on. I'm going to hit up Instagram. Um, if you really want to trust God, the only way you're actively going to trust God is by understanding that my mind has to be renewed to his word. My mind has to be renewed to 
to what he wants for me. So you have you have to so you have a divine right to know God's will for your life. You have God wants you to know your his plan for your life. It's not like God only gives his plan to prophets and apostles and evangelists and people who who have governmental roles in the church. No. Everybody has a right by the blood of Jesus through the covenant that God purchased with the blood of Jesus to know so that way we can know what he wants for us. You know what I'm saying? There's no point in God making you aware of Satan's devices and then not making you aware of his plan, of God's plan, of, of the Lord's plan for your life. Go to John chapter 16 real quick. John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full of full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the father, the message regarding the son, and he will disclose to you what is to come. Now, most people would read that and say, well, he's telling, he's talking about Bible prophecy. No, he says, what is to come? The future. God wants you aware of what's to come. God doesn't want you caught by surprise. God doesn't want you in a state of stress. See, if you're stressed, it's because you don't know what the plan is. Be realistic. Let's let's just cut to the chase here. The reason why you're stressed is because you don't know what the plan is. Amen. If you don't know, like, think of it like this. If I'm about to go take a test, if I'm about to go take a test, I'm not stressed if I have the answer key. And the, the teacher's like, hey, it's open notes. Do what you want to do. Right? If I know that I have the answers to the test or I studied or whatever, then guess what? I'm not stressed because I know I'm going to ace this test. 100%. Flying colors. No worries at all. But. If I don't have the answers, I'm going to be stressing. If I've never studied, if I've never even heard of what I'm dealing with, I'm going to be stressed. So the reason why the whole, one, of the, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is making sure you know what to expect. You can't tell me. I honestly believe that Jesus, when he went into the wilderness he knew why he was going into the wilderness. He knew, I just threw my pen. He knew why he was going into the wilderness. It wasn't, hey, hey, God, why are you leading me here? He knew he was going to be tested. I honestly believe that. He had to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? So you have a right, first off, to ask God and be sure that he wants to tell you. God wants to tell you. Number two, you have a, God, the Holy Spirit is here to show you what's to come. Another thing I'll, I'll throw in these two scriptures. Jeremiah, I believe it's Jeremiah 10. I'm going to see if I, uh, not see if I can find it. I know it's here, but Jeremiah 10. Dang, I just skipped like the whole book of Jeremiah. Praise God. Um... Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Dang, God, these pages get stuck. There we go. I hate when that happens. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Um, Okay, verse 23. Oh Lord, I know that the path of life of a man is not in himself. It is not within the limited ability of man, even one at his best, to choose and direct his steps in life. 
It's not in us to choose our own steps. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. And that's why you got people who come up with these stupid phrases like, I'm just going with the flow, man. You know what I'm saying? That's because they don't even have the ability to choose their own steps because they don't know what's coming next. So you have to have the Holy Spirit. It's not in men to direct his own steps. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. Now, you have to ask him to know where you're going. Only people who use the GPS and don't look ahead are, you know, those people are crazy, y'all. I'm telling you right now, look, I know people going to get upset with me. That's all right. You are weird. If you don't use, um, you are weird. If you don't check the GPS ahead of time before you just start listening to what it's saying. You know what I'm saying? Turn right. Well, where am I going? You have to know where you're going first. So the Holy Spirit is there to show you where you're supposed to go. You don't have to live a life of just guessing and Lord, whatever your plan is, Jesus. No, you can sit down and say, Father, show me the plan you have for my life. And he may not show you details. What he will do is he'll show you a piece by piece. As you accomplish one thing, you accomplish the next thing. He'll just keep on unlocking the next piece to you. That's how that works. He'll keep on unlocking the next piece to you. Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. Should I talk about that? So I could go through first Corinthians real quick. Yeah, I'll go through, um, I'll go, th I'll, I'll stop here real quick. Not stop here. I'll, I was going to go to Ephesians chapter one, but I want to go to first Corinthians chapter 14, first Corinthians chapter 14. I want you guys to catch something, catch something real good. We'll go verse two for the one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God for no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the spirit, he speaks mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. The Bible says in Isaiah, I believe it says that I'm the Lord, your God or no, I, the Lord, your God have called you by name along these lines. And he says something like that. And he's like, I no. he says, I will show you. The hidden treasure so that you know that the Lord your God has called you by name. I will show you the hidden treasures so that you know that the Lord your God has called you by name. That goes along with this right here. He speaks mysteries, hidden truths, secret truths and hidden things, things that nobody knows about, things that people don't understand this right here shows you that the Holy Spirit is one of his ministries is to show you your plan for your life, his plan for your life, to show you things that are to come, to show you the secret things that nobody knows about. There's an example, a lady, um, she, the Lord told her to buy a house. She didn't want it. She really didn't like it. The Lord told her to buy it. So she bought it. Some time went past and the government ended up finding out that she had an oil, a giant oil pocket under her house. So they bought the house from her and now they pay her, I think it's like a couple of mil a year. And she doesn't even live there anymore. She doesn't even own the house. They pay her a couple mil because she bought the house. Now, I want you to think she would have never got the house unless she was listening to the Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? So when you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will show you things to come. He'll show you hidden truths or secret truths and hidden things. But on the other hand, this is verse three. But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for edification to promote their what spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to hold up, to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. When you have somebody give a word to you, somebody gives a word to you, there's something that goes on. All this happens. It says it promotes their spiritual growth. And the encouragement is to uphold them and to advise them. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Hey, 
I was speaking to the Lord and the Lord said for you to do this, blah, 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 blah. It just happened to me recently. I was having some trouble with something and I was talking to a friend and I could tell he started flowing in the spirit. And so he gives me all this advice and it's like a, it was a long thing, but I understood it all and it spoke to me and it created an anchor for me. It created an anchor for me so that I wasn't moved by everything. I, it created a foundation for me. I like that term better. Anchors are so stupid. Like you don't put an anchor down in the storm. It'll help you not to drift when you had, uh, had a dock, but that's it. But we ain't at a dock. We in the ocean, understand? But anyway, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual what? Wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. Okay, let's keep going. I'm going to go. Um, I'm trying to find the next piece I want you guys to hear. Verse 15, then what am I to do? I will pray with the spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. And I will pray with my, with the mind using words I understand. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing in the mind with the mind. Otherwise, if you bless the Lord, if you bless uh, in the spirit only, how will the outsider or someone who is not gifted in spiritual matters say amen in agreement to your thanksgiving since he does not know what you are saying? So obviously... And thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Nevertheless, public worship. Gotcha. Okay. So. That, the, speaking in tongues is one of the ways that God gives you supernatural wisdom on what to do next. Pray in the spirit. But and so you have to understand that as you the Holy Spirit, his ministry, part of it to us is to show us. What is to come? What we're supposed to do? He wants to show you that. Now we can go to Ephesians chapter one. That was a little like thing that helped me out. You know, praise God for that. Uh, all right. Ephesians chapter one, verse 18. Is that what I want to stop at? Yeah, I'm going to go to verse 18. Um, now, I'll go verse 17. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. I'm going to go over that one more time. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight. Yeah, into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son gives you an intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. That gives you a true insight into this. So it's not just words on the page. It's like when you read it, it comes to life. Verse 18. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded by the light of the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope or the divine guarantee that the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his inglorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what is the immeasurable. So you will begin to what? No. Mm -hmm. You will begin to know what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active power uh, is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and power and authority and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Amen. So he woke us. So, and then chapter uh, chapter two goes into he woke us up. 
He, he raised us up to life with him. So we, Paul never tells us to bind the devil, to pray against the devil. He never tells us to focus on the devil. The biggest thing you notice here, he tells us what? To open your eyes. He prays that our eyes are open. He prays that we begin to understand what's been bought for us. What happened with for us? What, what, what did Christ do in us when we got saved? Amen. And so that's part of it. Part of understanding God's will for your life is knowing what's been afforded to you. Because if you don't really understand your covenant with God, the enemy can come in and attack you. Because the Bible says people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. He says people he, and the enemy can come in and attack you. Because you don't know what, what, what's God and what ain't. You're blind. When you're blind and I slap you across your head, guess what? How are you going to know who's slapping you? I could just say, man, why would your sister do that to you? And the next thing you know, you're mad at your sister. But if you begin to understand, if you begin to, your eyes begin to open and you start to notice that it's not the old, your old sister doing it, it's me. Guess what? Your anger is directed the right way. A lot of people are angry with God. And they don't know why they think God took away this. They think God took away that you saw Job's story, Job, everybody love quoting Job. Everybody loves saying, you know, though he slay me. Yeah. Well, I trust him. God didn't slay you, brother. He didn't slay you. The Lord didn't give it. The Lord didn't take away. Guess what it was? It was the devil. But see, even with Job, the guy who wrote that book, there was no revelation on who Satan was yet. Job had no revelation, not the writer, my bad. The uh, Job had no revelation on who, who, de who the devil was. The writer obviously did. Whoever that writer was, props to them. But Job didn't. Remember, he said, my, bro, I'm going to go there real quick. I wasn't even supposed to go there, bro. Y'all get me off my notes. Oh, look at that. Job opened up. Huh. Imagine that. Um. Yeah, Ver, Job 42 verse, I mean, you got to go verse one, you know what I'm saying? Got to go verse one. All right. Um. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no thought of purpose of yours can be restrained. You said to me, who is it that dark darkness or uh, darkens and obscures counsel by words without knowledge? Therefore, I now see I, I have rashly uttered that which I do not understand, or I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, please, and I will speak. I will ask you, and you will, and you instruct and answer me. I have heard of you only by the hearing of the ear. Therefore, uh, but now, but now, now, he says, but now, that means to change directions. But now, my spiritual eye sees you. Therefore, I retract the, my words and hate myself. And I repent in dust and ashes. Yeah. Yeah. So he be, he had only heard of God. He knew God was a good God and that sometimes he did things that we just don't understand. Amen. Did the thing just fall? Well, I'll fix it. Praise God. It's all right with me. I just wish it didn't hit me in the back of the neck. Um, I need to get another command strip. Praise God. That was one of the ones I didn't like. But anyway, um, so you have to have a revelation. You have to get an understanding from the word. Your mind has to be transformed to understand that God is not a God that plays both sides. Well, I'm the God that creates darkness and I create light. When he said that in Isaiah, he wasn't talking about evil. You read the original, the Hebrew, that word actually means he creates calamity meaning he brings judgment and it was only in in uh content uh in uh, relation to the fact that God was pronouncing judgment on on Israel again obviously but i'm saying that to tell you this that um when you have a, a correct understanding of God through the son Jesus I think it's Hebrews talks about that. I know I'm all over the place, y'all. Bear with me. 
Hebrews, uh, see, um, no, it ain't Hebrews, is it? Yeah, I believe it's, ah, I was correct. I was correct, but it wasn't the Hebrews. I thought it was Hebrews one, Hebrews one. God, having spoke to the fathers long ago in the voices and the writings of the prophets and many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in many ways, uh, in these last days, uh, in, many, in many ways, has in these last days spoken with final or finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature, his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things through him, through whom also, he created the universe, that is the universe as space, time, and matter continuum. The sun is the radiance. I want you to get a, get a hold on this. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint praise God, perfect imprint of his father's essence and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the word along to its predetermined goal. When he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt. He sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of maj of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. Man, that is a load, bro. And I love it. Praise God. That's amazing right there. I like how the the uh the amplified explains that. Praise the Lord. I like that right there. He says, What? Let's go over it again. Not the whole thing, just this part. The sun is the radiance. And the only the only expression of the glory of our awesome God. Reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine and the exact. He is the exact to the T, to the T representation and perfect, perfect imprint of his father's essence. Amen and amen. He is an exact, he is no, not, and he is the exact imprint. So that being said, go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you have a chance and anywhere you see God or Jesus, which is the same person putting disease on somebody, you let me know. Anywhere you see Jesus make somebody be broke. You let me know. Anywhere you see Jesus not giving mercy and compassion and grace toward people, you let me know. Everywhere he went, he was either bringing life to somebody, giving to the poor, healing the sick, restoring people back to their families because they were rejected because of the issues they were dealing with. You have to understand the radiance of God's glory is who he is. So anything that we're looking for in the scriptures can be found in uh, Jesus. Now, I'm not telling you to just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's lazy. What I am saying is that if you read something in the other chapters or the other books of the Bible and it contradicts the character of Jesus, you need to re-understand what you're reading in the other books then. Yeah. 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 Amen. I like that. Praise God. Ephesians chapter one, verse 18. We just read that it's talking about uh, our lot, our eyes being open to the understanding. I'm going to give you two examples of God giving us clear instructions. Go to second Chronicles chapters. Uh, we're going to go verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, like, what? Um, all right. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Now it happened after this, that the Moabites and the Ammonites together 
with some of the men Meunites came to make war against Jehoshaphat. When and then it was reported to Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea out of Aram, Syria, and behold, they are in Hazazan uh, Tamar, that is in Gedi. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set himself determinedly as his vital need to seek the Lord. First thing you got to do is set yourself in vital need. Lord, what is going on? But you don't come to God like that. The Bible says, enter his gates with praise and his, or his courts with praise and his, his, th his gates with thanksgiving. Praise the name of Jesus. Watch this. To seek the Lord. And he proclaimed, oh, what? A fast throughout all Judea. Now, Judah. Now, guess what? There are some things that you will not get an answer for unless you fast. It's not because God is not speaking to you. It's that your flesh is too loud. And as you fast, there are things that are going to die in you that might be keeping you from receiving. Can you say a fat amen? So the people of Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord, longing for him with all their heart. I'm going to go back over here. Praise God. Um. Praise God. There we go. It says here. Together to seek the Lord. Indeed, they came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord, longing for him with all their hearts. So they were they were desperate, y'all, because they knew they were. This was life or death. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand. There is no one able to stand against you. O oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? They lived in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If evil comes on us or the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand before this house and before you for your name and presence are in this house and we will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, thank you, Lord, whom you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from the land of Egypt. So at this point, the God was like, don't invade them. Um, for they turned away from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless against this great multitude, which is coming against us. We do not know what is to do, but our eyes are on you. Amen. I like them. Our eyes are on you. Whew. Right there in the comments. My eyes are on Jesus. Ask your question. I'm not afraid. But my eyes are on you. So all Judah stood before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Then in the midst of the assembly by the, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, yeah, came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, the Levite, or a Levite of the sons of Asaph. He said, listen carefully. All you, all you people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Go down against them tomorrow. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the river valley in the front in front of the wilderness of Jerul. You do not, you need not to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand and witness the salvation of the Lord who is with you. And O, Jude o Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground and all of Judah and in, in the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and worshiped him. Catch that. The Lord didn't give him vague instructions. Just have peace. Amen. You know, all these stupid Instagram posts that all they do is spend their time with these stupid, cringy quotes. Sometimes God calms the storm. 
Other times he calms the child. Bullcrap. God does not, God is consistent and he's very clear in what he says. He gave him clear instructions, clear instructions. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. I'm going to read it in the King James. I want to see what the King James says. Listen. Uh, and he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. Notice how God was like very specific in what he told him. He didn't say, well, the Lord is saying, I don't understand this, but I'm seeing in the spirit. Um, uh. No, he said that go down to the cliff of Ziz and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. He gave them like GPS style instructions. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Just stand. And then he says, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. For the Lord will be with you. For the Lord will be with you and you'll know it's God because it gives you an awe inspired worship toward him. Notice how he says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. You know why? Because when God speaks, there's a reverence. Boom, that hits your spirit. When God speaks, there's a boom, a peace that hits your spirit, hits your mind. So think of it like this. When you get a test, and I told y'all this example earlier, when you get a test, I'm saying it again because I know we got new people watching. When you got a test coming up and the teacher says you can have notes on your test, you ain't stressed about it. Huh? You know why? Because you already know when I have my notes out, I'm going to pass with flying colors. I'm going to beat this test and I'm going to stop me. Amen. I'm not stressing about those tests. It's the same thing with this. When God speaks to you, when God gives you clear instructions, which you have a divine right to because of the blood of Jesus, guess what that means? That means you won't be stressed. When God gives you clear instructions, you won't be stressed. That's the first example. Go to 2 Kings. We're going to go to second Kings now. Second Kings. Amen. Second Kings chapter seven. Then Elisha said, hear ye the, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time, a measure of finely milled flour will sell for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now, guess what? We just went over this. When God speaks, it's clear instructions. When God speaks, it's clear instructions. Then the royal officer on whose arm the king leaned answered the man of God and said, if the Lord should make the windows in heaven for the rain, could this thing uh, take place? So here comes a person with a degree. I might have none against college. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying, it, listen to this. You can be in a place where God speaks to you and you're so caught up in your own wisdom that you miss the move of God. God about to give you some wisdom on how to get through the next. Yeah, Lord, I know what you're saying. Or you have a prophet come up to you and say something to you. Because, see, if God really spoke to you directly, you wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's really cute. Food for thought. No, when God speaks to you, you move or you listen. But see, most people, the reason why they have a hard time receiving what God's saying is because when God speaks through a person, they're thinking, yeah, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Amen. Um, I, you know, so watch this. This guy says, yeah, even if God opened up the windows of heaven, I don't think it's possible. Well, guess what? Guess what the response was that uh, Elisha said? Elisha said, behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but because you doubt, you will not eat any of it. You will not experience any of it. I'm going to read this guy's question real quick. I'm 26 and I'm, and I'm, and in my country, top five jobs are military police women. 
I'm in the last one. I'm the last one. I'm hands. I'm fit. I'm not afraid of any I work, but with regrets, and I got lost a father. Why are you alone? Why do you feel alone? I mean, it's not about being religious. It's just about having a relationship with God. Father, I ask you to reveal yourself to this man right now in Jesus' name. Let him know that you're near. The presence of God. Flood his room right now. In Jesus' name. He says here, you will see it, but you won't be able to, to partake of it. Because of your doubt, your doubt destroys you from experiencing God's instruction. It stops you from receiving the grace to deal with what's coming. Yeah, that's really cute. Amen. I, I hear what you're saying, but it just doesn't, you know, it just, it can't really happen. It can't really happen. You know, I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, no. Doesn't matter what I agree with. If God speaks, I listen. When God speaks, I go. When God speaks, I I I do what He says to do. I can't tell you everything, but I'll tell you this much. I was I told y'all I had an issue with something, and my friend was flowing. He was starting to speak in the prophetic. I started to ask him a question, and he started to make it. And the Holy Spirit was using him to make it clear to me, and I haven't moved from that instruction. I'm standing strong. Now, obviously, your flesh don't want to do the opposite thing. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, your flesh get restless. Guess what? No, we're not moving. God spoke. I'm not moving. God spoke. We going to do what he says. Amen. So two examples are when God gave clear instructions to Jehoshaphat in his country. And to Elisha and the, the man with the, 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 you know, the complex who thought he was smarter than God for whatever reason. We know how well that turned out for him. Let's pray. Father. We thank you for this day. First off, we thank you, Lord, for being a good God, a benevolent God, a loving God. We thank you for the covenant that you have provided for us, the provision you've given to us. In it is everything we need and everything we want in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for every person that's listening to this right now. I thank you that you're covering them in, in, in new life, new joy, new peace, new happiness in Jesus' name. Father, let your spirit fall on each and every one of them in Jesus' name. Shake their 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 holding place. Wherever they're at right now, Lord, let the Holy Spirit shake that place right now. Father, we thank you that you are here and you are listening to this. And that we have confidence that every request that we've asked of you, you will do it because you promised it. Not because we're great, but because your word promises it. And it's because you promised that you answer the righteous. So thank you, Lord, first off, for making us righteous by the blood of Jesus. It means a lot in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're not saved, if you're not saved, if you're not, if you're not made right with God and you don't sleep well at night, that's why. If you don't sleep well at night, you're on drugs, you're drinking all the time, you smoke weed. Uh, because You know, I had a person tell me the other day, they said, you don't smoke? I said, no. They said, bro, you like 20-something. I said, so? They said, man, you should smoke. It'll change your life. I said, why would I? I, I like my life. Why would I want to change? I was being serious. Sure, life has challenges, but my life isn't bad, and I don't have to run from using drugs. So my question to you is, if you if your life is great, why are you running to drugs? Why are you running to alcohol? Why are you running from woman to woman, from man to man? Why are you running from friend group to friend group? Why are you running from TV show to TV show? Why is there no stability in your life? Why are the things that are only stable are the things that aren't good in your life? There's always trouble. There's never peace in your home. There's never joy in your home. There's never a, a, a peace in your heart, in your mind. There's never a, a love. In, there's never a, a joyfulness in your soul. There's never 
you don't have a song in your heart. You know why? Because you're not right with God. And what makes us to be right with God is repenting of sin and believing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he was risen from the dead. Believe that he is Lord of our life. And that he's coming, coming back again. That is the reality of it. Everybody going to tell you, you know, you can go to therapy and get self-help. You don't want self-help. Self-help is fraudulent. How are you going to go to somebody to teach you how to self-help? How are you going to go to somebody that has issues themselves? The only person that you can have true stability in is in God through Christ. Is God in Christ. There's no other, there's no other way. You know, people talk about Muslims and, and, and all that kind of stuff. They're wrong. They, they're wrong. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with him, tonight is the night to do that. Tonight is the night to make sure that when I lay my head on that pillow, I'm right with God. That God has, is right with me. That we have peace. That there's no animosity. That me and God through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, because Jesus did not die a gruesome death. So that way we could say, well, there's many ways to heaven. If that was true, Jesus would not have had to die. There's one way to heaven and it's through the cross. It's through the blood of Jesus. He is the door. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the father, but by him, anybody who comes to him, any other way is a thief. And God don't want no thieves. He wants you. He wants you to be his son. He wants to raise you up spiritually to be his son. If that sounds like you, if you're tired of living life the way you've been living it, I want you to say this prayer with me and mean it from your heart. We're not doing a recital. We're doing it because these are the word. These are the these are the requirements. And it's very simple. Belief. Belief that Jesus is Lord. Belief that he died on the cross for my sins. Relief. Belief. That. He is that he was raised from the dead and repent of my sin. You got to repent, turn away from sin. That means to mentally change how I view sin. I no longer love my sin. I no longer want to be in sin. Lord, help me to live a life that is pleasing to you. All the stuff I just talked about, you know, he uh, health and, and wealth, all that kind of stuff. That's all great. But if you don't have a relationship with God, you can't access this through God. People talking about some Lord blessing them. The Lord ain't blessing them. Huh? This is real talk, y'all. Make it right with God first. So I want you to say this prayer with me, and I want you to mean it from your heart. Say it with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned, and I repent. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord of my life. Write my name. In the Lamb's book of life. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. As you promised you would. In Jesus name. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Seriously. Best decision you can make. You're now righteous. Everything you did before 10.03 p.m. God's like what? I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. God don't even remember it. Amen. Praise God. I want you to do me a favor. Go to destinyyouth.com. Go to, De I should say, destinyyth.com and click on I Just Got Saved. I'll put this in the chat for on TikTok because I know people are watching on TikTok and, uh, wow, they changed it a lot. Okay. Praise God. Um, if you, yeah, you can guys can go to this website right here if you're watching on things. It's also in my, in the link in my bio, you can go there, click that link right there, and basically go click on I just got saved, fill out that form. Let us know you got saved. Let us know that you made your life right with God tonight, that you've spiritually changed addresses tonight, that I'm no longer in the kingdom of darkness. I'm no longer affected by what's going on out here. I'm affected by the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate it. Make it right with God tonight. If you haven't made it right with God, go back, rewind this and listen to what I just said. Read, say that prayer, mean it from your heart. God loves you and he wants the best for you. I want you to, um, 
if you've never uh, partnered with us, if you've ne- if you're looking to see the gospel preached to tons of people around the world, we've reached over 170,000 people. Love you, man. Um, we've reached over 177,000 people just alone in our first year of ministry. Me, my brother, and my uh, friend Andrew. Um, and so we really appreciate it. If you would like to partner with us to preach the gospel, then that would be greatly appreciated. We we don't take it lightly. I want to read you a scripture real quick out of Second Corinthians chapter nine, real quick, that talks about that. Um, and this will change the way you see. Um, how you see the uh, giving go to second Corinthians chapter nine real quick. If you want to, I'll, I'll read it to you. I don't care. Um, second Corinthians chapter nine. And we'll go verse uh, six. Now, remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously that blessings uh, sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided to in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may be able, you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. So the Bible talks about how we, uh, God, when you give to, to people, God will make sure that it always comes back to you. So as you give to this ministry, God will always make sure that your gift will come back to you a hundredfold. It was said in Philippians chapter four, verse 13, how when we give every soul that is saved is credited to our account. So when we get people saved, when we get people off of drugs, or whatever, God is watching you because you helped make that happen. I'm not saying that to pump you up and giving with us. Look, trust me, we would love it if you gave. But we also understand this, that there is a value for you when it comes to you, your personal life. That even when you go to heaven, your life will be changed. You're, you're, you will get more crowns in heaven because of your giving, because of your support of what we're doing. So consider partnering with us. You can go to destinyyth.com slash give, or you can just go to destinyyth.com and then click on uh, support or donate. I can't remember if it's, I think it's support. And uh, yeah, so in it, you can also check the link in my bio. Thank you, Nikki, so much for the follow. I appreciate it. And even look, if you're on TikTok or whatever, you're on Twitch, um, you can support those there's those those kinds of ways as well. You can do that as well. I appreciate it. Whatever way you feel led to give, if you feel led. He also says here, you have a choice. God would rather you give because you want to than you give because somebody told you to. And if you don't, you're gonna get a whooping. God don't want your money if you're gonna be like, all right, I mean, I'll give it. You know, God don't want it like that. He wants your heart in it. You know what I'm saying? God wants your, he wants your, your, your chest in it. You know, that was a weird way of saying it, but you know what I meant? That was a really stupid way of saying it. Praise God. But he wants your, <laughs> he wants your, your, your card, your cardio muscle, whatever they card, you know, he wants your cardio giving. Amen. He doesn't want your. I don't know what, what what would they even call that? I don't even know, but I like that cardio giving heart giving. Amen. I want to pray for everybody that decided to give today. I'm going to pray the same thing that Paul prayed in Philippians four real quick. I remember it, but you know, because I'm just that kind of guy, I like to make sure I get it right. Is it uh? did I skip it? No, I didn't skip it. I did not skip it. It's just like, there's so much in like these three pages. You're like, you like skipped the whole book. Where is it at? I just seen it. I'm not slow. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. All right. I'm not, I'm not slow. I promise. You know what? I'm not cocky. I know how to use the table of contents. Praise God. I know where it's at, bro. I'm not crazy. 2311. All right. We're good. 2311. Don't tell anybody I did this. Well, it's all over the live stream, so potentially thousands of people will see it. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, 
Philippians 4, 13. Eh, I'll go verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned about me before, but you had no opportunity to show it. Now that I speak from any person, not that, not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstance. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Nevertheless, it was right of you to share with me in my difficulties and you Philippians, or in this case, you guys, you guys know that in the early days of preaching the gospel, after I left Macedonia, or I'll say after I got online, praise God, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. Mm, praise God. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I do seek the profit, which increases to your heavenly account, the blessing which is accumulating for you. So all the things that come with when we, when you guys give, uh, you know, it, it's not so that way we can just go out to lunch. I don't need your money for that. I I'm God is taking care of me with that. I'm talking about this is everything you guys give goes straight back into destiny youth. Everything you guys give, but I have received everything in full and more and more. I am amply supplied having received from at Perfoditis the gifts you sent me. Uh, they are a fragrant aroma of an offering and acceptable sacrifice, which God welcomes and in, his, in which he delights. And my God, I'm pronouncing this over you in Jesus name. Lift your hands wherever you're at. And my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To God, to our God and father, be the Lord, may be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, I love you guys, and uh, I will definitely be seeing you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Lord spoke to me as we were doing this. Tomorrow night, we are talking part two of this prayer, talking to God, how to talk to God. I'll see you guys there. Love you. Bye.